Hello everyone, this is Ben Tormer's Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast, and today I'm making another Woe Nilly episode here. I've wanted to make this one for a while, but I've been playing the game a little bit more, and I've decided that I want to just go all out with this list. Get in the spirit of things, even wore the Arkansas bucket hat, get myself hyped up. Hopefully they have a fun game this weekend with Alabama. It's all we can ask for. So, you see the title of this. It's the top 10 Wonilly teams, in my opinion, in the game. I'm trying to power scale them about who beats who. Keep in mind, these are the only teams I own. So, sorry, sorry. I own a lot of teams. I can only pull the top 10 from teams I own. Teams I do not own, I can't put on this list, obviously, because I haven't played with them. So, keep this in mind with the list that... You might have a different opinion, and actually, if you want to comment, or, uh, I don't know, comment on the Facebook page or whatever, if you think one of your teams could beat my number one, or any team on the list, I'd really be curious to hear what teams you think are really good and would beat some of these teams. So, I'm going to go in order here with a couple honorable mentions first. 2005 USC has an absurdly good outside run game, and has a really good uh, passing game for the most part when you can get the ball into the receiver's hands. But the big problem that USC has is their defense is a little bit weak, which kind of like real life is one of the reasons they lost to Texas in that game. So I've actually beaten Texas a lot when doing this rematch, but that might be my player skill. It might have nothing to do with with how good USC is. I just mentioned this because they would be in the top 10. It's just their defense is a little weaker than I'd like. And I'm going to explain some terms and how I'm going to use them in the video. Or, no, this isn't a video. This podcast here. So, when it comes to defenses, I consider a good run defense anything that's minus 3 or higher. And I consider a good pass defense anything that's four or higher. I also, when it comes to sack, sack, uh, how dangerous your sack is, I consider anything under a 10 a non-factor. I consider anything from a 10 to 20 an annoyance, and anything over a 20 a threat. Any sack value that's over a 20 is something that's going to cause me to change my entire game plan to not get sacked. The factor is a little less bad if I do have a mobile quarterback, but, and again, this probably shouldn't affect the house rules here, but for the sake of this, I'm not taking mobile quarterback scramble rule into account because for one, I'm going to be honest, and I love this game, but I hate the scrambling rules. I've actually implemented my own scrambling rule where once a game a quarterback can roll the woe nilly dice if they have a scramble ability or once a half, kind of whatever everyone agrees on. And if it's a one on the woe nilly dice, you can roll a d20 for scramble yards. If it's a zero, you just make it back to the line of scrimmage. You can do that once. I think that's a lot better than cutting the sack value in half because I think sacks are already very rare in this game. At least they can be if you're playing a bad team, so... That's just my opinion on the matter. Anything over 20, I got to change my game plan for when I'm playing this game. Just to keep that in mind, 
And offensively, it can be very varied because sometimes a team with a 4.6 rush yards and average can actually have better numbers than a team with a 5.6. Just depends how those players averaged out. And sometimes it's better than the whole. That makes sense of the team. So yeah, just keep that in mind as I say these. So USC has an incredible outside run. They got a decent inside run. They can throw the ball pretty well. They're just not good enough to be a top 10 because their defense doesn't have a threat when it comes to sacking you, really. Their rush defense is only a minus 2, and their pass defense is also a minus 2, which just basically means they're, they're not scary enough to even challenge some of these top teams. Number 11. And this is higher than an honorable mention because I really want to put it on the list, but I'm just going to make a number 11 honorable mention. 2013 Florida State has a very impressive defense, has a really strong run game at times. When you can get their running backs going, they're definitely solid. Jameis Winston in this game is a beast. He's got pretty good pass numbers and really his interception's not that bad with the 97. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but his interception's only like a 97, so even he's not... He's not terrible. He's not going to throw a ton of picks. The reason they're an honorable mention and I guess number 11 and not number 10 is because this team just, every time I play with them, I don't see their potential to be any better than what they are. But the problem is they're just so strong in one category, it puts them so much higher than they should be. Number 10 is 1943 Iowa Preflight. The thing that I both love and hate about Preflight is that what I love is they know what they're going to do against you. If you're playing as Iowa Preflight, you're running the ball every single play. And the only time you're ever going to pass the ball is if something very terrible has happened because there's no reason to ever pass it. They average like 6.4 yards a rush. And to tell you the truth, they have like three, I believe it's three breakout plays on their inside run. I consider a breakout play anything higher than 10 yards. I think they have two breakout plays on their outside run, then one nine yard. Their run game is absolutely absurd, and it's good enough where even if you're facing a minus four defense, and the whole game that defense is going to be calling a pinch blitz or whatever, you're still going to get yards on it. It doesn't matter. No matter what, you're going to get yards because you're going to hit those breakout runs. You also, because they're an option team, which I really like, you get the two old nillies. It's really solid, their run game. Their passing game is god-awful. I think it's something like a 20 for a long pass. Like, you roll under a 20 for a long pass and under a 40 for a short pass. They have no field goal kicking. It's god-awful. You never want to kick a field goal with this team. So you're basically always in four-down territory once you get on the opponent's side of half. I'm going to be honest, like... This team's only number 10 because of their absurdly good run game and their defense, kind of like most teams from the 40s that are very talented, they have the minus 4, minus 8 on defense. Max run defense, max pass defense, and they also have, uh, oh, what's it called? The one weakness, though, is they have a bad sack number. It's like a 3, a 0-3, which is awful, but... This team's going to score points running no matter what and be competitive. And I honestly think they beat a lot of teams. Especially if if Iowa Preflight plays teams from today, they're going to murder them, which they have when I've done playtesting with them to kind of see where they fall. 
because I kind of tested them. I wanted to see if they could play against and kind of uh, play test them against current day offenses, and it didn't really. Yeah, no one could stop them or even come close to stopping them, even in AI mode. Where this list can be used for human versus human or when you want to face the charts in a solo mode. But yeah, this team is just ridiculous at running and they're really tough to stop. Basically, you're just playing a shootout with them, but their defense is so good they're going to stop you eventually and you might not be able to stop them. Alright, so number 9 is 2014 Ohio State. Ezekiel Elliott's a beast in this game, and also, uh, oh goodness, why can't I think of the quarterback's name? He played in arena football. I'm going to actually have to pause and run and look, because I actually, I think this guy's a solid quarterback. Okay, I actually didn't have to look. I just paused, then right as I was taking out my phone, I was like, oh goodness, it's TJ Barrett. So TJ Barrett's the Ohio State quarterback, and he's got also a scramble ability, and he's really good. He doesn't really throw too many picks either, as he has a, one of the higher interception numbers, or I guess lower interception numbers. The defense at a glance doesn't look impressive, as they only have a minus two run stop, but they have a minus four pass defense. But the key is, their sack number is over 20. It's like 24. If you have a sack number of like 24, it's really hard to throw against you, and good luck. They change your whole scheme. And they make you do things on as an offense when you're facing them that sometimes you don't want to do, but you're so afraid of that sack value, you don't have a choice. If their run defense was better, they'd be way higher on this list. And they actually have one of, I think they have this, no, they're tied for lowest defense on this list. No, because no team of the minus one defense could even qualify for this for when it comes to stopping the run. Because you, it's just not viable to win enough with that. But I do think Ohio State, though, does beat Iowa pre-flight. And I know it sounds tough because I talked about Iowa pre-flight's run game. But I think Iowa pre-flight, when they get into third down, there's nothing they can really do unless hope they can break off a big run. And then on fourth down, hope they can break off a big run. And I think Ohio State's good enough where they can hold them enough to these yardage and also Ohio State's pass game is solid enough where Iowa pre-flight can't really threaten them in the air that's why I have Ohio State above but to tell you the truth I should probably actually play this matchup because I'm more so I haven't now that I'm realizing I never played this matchup so I should try to see who wins but I, I genuinely think Ohio State probably takes care of them because of their passing offense in a solo game so for now, I'm putting Ohio State here. I've also, they've won, Ohio State, when I've done big brackets, has won tournaments. So that's another factor. Number eight is 1924 Notre Dame. First of all, they have a broken quarterback. Their quarterback on a short pass has something like a 95% chance of, unless there's a sack value. Their quarterback, uh, the leader of the four horsemen, if he gets under a 95, he has something like, uh, I'm going to say for fun, a 7 out of 10 chance of getting the completion, which is just awesome. That's like, basically, I guess, a 70% pass. But his long pass is also a 57. With a team that runs a lot and that has pretty good rushing yards, that's amazing. So... 
Defense is also pretty solid. Their sack is pretty bad, kind of like some of these other older teams. But I'm going to say, like, Notre Dame, I they're tough to stop. Especially because they're one of these few teams in the game that has such a crazy good pass game that they're going to do damage to you. Now, they do struggle a little bit against current teams because of their pass defense. But it doesn't really matter, to tell you the truth. They're solid enough for what they are, and I'm hopefully going to be doing another tournament between old teams again soon, and I think this team could very well win the whole thing. Number 7 is 2018 Clemson, and 2018 Clemson can be summed up by basically Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, who has he can break a 37-yard run, and also a defense that's minus 4 against the rush. For a newer team, that's incredibly impressive. And this Clemson team, unlike most teams in this era, can shut down the run whenever they want. Their sack is incredibly annoying as it's in the, I think it's in the high teens. Maybe I should have had the team cards in front of me, but I looked at them all pretty thoroughly. I'm pretty sure it's in the high teens. So they just dropped you if you want to throw the ball too, to at least annoy you. And also... Again, their run game's so strong that when you throw in Lawrence's pass game as well, this is a tough team to beat. And heck, I've done so many games between Ohio State and Clemson. And I think Ohio State's won two and Clemson's won like four. I know Clemson's won more. Granted, Ohio State did beat them in the tournament when it mattered most. But that's another story for a different day. They got some luck there with the low nillies. Clemson, though, they're... Why they're above 1924 Notre Dame is mostly because they run the ball more efficiently than them. And also because their defense has a better sack value. Which, they don't have the minus 8, but I think that sack value can be a little more important. And also, I mean, as good as Notre Dame's pass game is, even for an old team, Lawrence's pass game is just as good, if not better, to tell you the truth. It's pretty solid. Long pass isn't as good, though. Number six is 2005 Texas, and this team confuses me. I've actually beat this team a lot whenever I've done a game against another person. I kind of know the USC formula, though, so that's why maybe it's a little unfair, but with USC, you just want to run the ball outside. Then once they think you're running outside, throw long. That's kind of the best strategy, but... This Texas team, though, when optimized and played right, can do incredible things. Their run game is solid. Jamal Charles can be an absolute beast, and uh, so can Young. They can both be absolute beasts running the ball. The defense also, it's very odd. They have only a minus two rush stop, which kind of sucks. That's why I think they'd struggle against some old teams. But their pass defense is a minus eight with an all right sack number. Tell you the truth, like you can't just do whatever you want against their defense because they will disrupt you a little bit, but they are vulnerable to a rushing attack like 2005 USC's, which is why they're not higher. If their defense was a minus three, they'd probably be number three, maybe even number two. Heck, if it was a minus four, they'd definitely be in the top three. But the problem is that rush defense just doesn't do enough to stop teams 
Like, when you play as Texas, expect a shootout game because you're probably going to get run on a ton. And then once you start selling out to try to just barely stop that run, then you're going to get thrown on. So, Texas is... They can be a tricky team because you need to defensively scheme yourself perfectly. But on offense, you're going to be having so much fun, you'll probably even forget what defense is. Maybe that's a team to use in a two-on-two game where one person is the OC and the DC, and you just want to be the OC. Then let the defensive mind kind of stress about it, and then you can get mad at them when they score on you. Number five is 1956 Oklahoma. This team does suffer in a couple places that uh, Notre Dame... Also does in a sense. They don't have a good sack number. But another thing though I should mention is that 56 Oklahoma's quarterback, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, McDonald. Let's actually look it up. Okay, I'm wrong. It's Jim Harris. Jim Harris doesn't really throw interceptions. He has a 97, which for an old team is absurd as most of them have really high interception rates. So really with this Oklahoma team, they also have a decent short pass and a decent long pass. Like, they have over a 51 long pass, which for an old team is absurd. And to tell you the truth, this team matches up with current teams so well without it feeling weird, which sometimes it does, like when Iowa Preflight plays them, that I'm actually tempted to do a solo season with them against like a 2012 or 2021 season schedule to see how they'd fare. There's just so much fun when it comes to this team. I think I've said this many times. This is one of the most fun teams in the game, 56 Oklahoma. This team has also rocked Texas. That's why they're above them. They have crushed Texas, no problem. That option they have also doesn't hurt. Number four is 1995 Nebraska, and for a long time I said they were the second best team in the game, but they've been surpassed. Number one, Nebraska doesn't have the pass game to really beat, they don't have a strong pass game. That's their biggest flaw when it comes to being the best team in this game. They have an unreal rush defense. They have a sack value that's annoying at best. And they can run the ball at pretty high rates. Like, they run the ball incredibly well. The problem they have, though, sort of like Iowa Preflight, this is almost like the same team. This team is a lot like Iowa Preflight, just a little less explosiveness with a little more consistency. But they have a little bit of a better pass game, except this pass game isn't enough to threaten anybody who plays as a team that can duel you in a shootout and I'll tell you why and this is what I find with this game if you can pass super effectively you're going to beat a team that runs super effectively whether you're doing possessions or using the charts because at some point you are going to hit a zero run or a one run And that team that's just waiting for you to mess up on that run is then going to pounce on you and not let you get that first down no matter what if they play as a good team with a good defense. Nebraska 95 runs into this problem because they tend to not be able to get out of jams because Tommy Fraser is a 65 short pass and a 45 long pass. And that just doesn't cut it at the very top. It just doesn't cut it, unfortunately. And... If, to tell you the truth, if I gave Nebraska a little bit more explosiveness, 
they'd probably be number two in the game. But defensively, they don't do enough to get sacks. They're just annoying. They're not super efficient at it. They can stop the run when they want to, but that minus four also sometimes just can't do anything against the pass if you're facing a good team at the very top. That's also a problem that, uh, oh, what team is it? Clemson can have, especially Ohio State has, with their kind of lower defensive pass ratings, but to tell you the truth, this team can just run the ball so efficiently. They're a really fun team. They even have the option sort of star next to them, so you get two O'Nillies, which can be massive reward. This team optimized can do stuff. If you know how to play them right, they can definitely do stuff, which is kind of, in my opinion, never throw the ball long. If you're throwing a long pass, you're probably going to just halt this deep, this offense to a complete standstill. And in fact, if even if you hit it, I think the person you're playing against is going to say, phew, that could have been way worse, unless it's for a touchdown, because they're going to say, that was a big risk, I, I let them do it, and they got it, so oh well. 45% of the time just isn't consistent enough for a long pass. It's much smarter to just shut down their run. This team has also lost to the three teams above it consistently. It cannot beat one of these three teams to save its life. In fact, it could barely beat Clemson. So, when this team faces a defense with a minus four, kind of like, Iowa pre-flight's weird. It's not as consistent, but because of their explosive run potential, Iowa pre-flight is actually more of a threat to get a first down running, if that makes sense, in one big chunk where Nebraska isn't. 95 Nebraska, if they get stuffed once or twice, they have a lot more trouble finding an explosive run, which kind of forces them to pass, which Iowa Preflight never really has. That's why it, this is really tough to explain. This Nebraska team plays a lot like Iowa Preflight. They're just stronger, and they obviously have a much better field goal kicking game, which Iowa Preflight doesn't have. This Nebraska team's solid, though. I know I'm downplaying them. It's just I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for putting them here but I think the three teams above are much stronger in this game at least in real life 95 Nebraska probably does incredible against these three teams but in this board game they struggle and believe me Nebraska's not the only team that kind of has this problem a lot of people are going to get really upset that I don't have 0-1 Miami on this team but they don't translate incredibly well to this game in fact, I'd actually say they're a worse version of uh, 2013 FSU. That's kind of how Miami plays. They kind of fall into the same problem. Granted, Miami is fun to play with because of all their talent, but it, they're just more fun to... The team's more fun to actually look at all the names for than it is to play with in the game, if that makes sense. Number three is 2019 LSU. LSU has a terrible run defense problem at only a minus two. But unlike Texas or many other teams in this game, Joe Burrow throws the ball on a short pass at an 85 and a long pass of 65, which is unfair. It's not fair. This team should almost be banned, in my opinion, because they're so above all the other teams on this list. Granted, 
I've never played Iowa pre-flight against them. So maybe you'd be curious to see if it could be a complete shootout. But I can guarantee you this. Iowa pre-flight would not stop this LSU defense or offense. If you're a human there's it playing this game and you're not using the charts, there is no reason to ever run the ball. Unless you just want to be cute. You can just throw the ball if you have no house rules that stop you from doing this. Like, if you're playing this game for money... And let's say you and a friend bet $50 each, which you shouldn't gamble. I'm not endorsing this. I'm just giving you an example. If you're playing with LSU, you're never, for one, running the ball, and for two, punting. It is smarter to just long pass and short pass your way with those odds at that 85% and at that 65% to your heart's content because you are going to score every time. Every time you'll probably score. Unless it's an interception, which Joe Bro doesn't throw a lot of. His interception number is a 99. And if he gets sacked, oh well, you'll just make the yardage up in a long pass next play. Even teams with a threat on defense isn't enough to deter the pass. That's how good this thing is. Like 2014, Ohio State can challenge this team because they're sack, but LSU can just get the ball moving whenever they want, which is why this team kind of breaks the Wonilly formula a little a little bit kind of like number two yeah it's just it's absurd this LSU team they're so solid and they'd be number one if it wasn't for how solid number one is but they could also be number two but the problem is and honestly this is the difference their pass completions one number lower and their sack numbers terrible also their rush defense it's just slightly worse than number two, but really these two could be interchangeable because the record I have so far is four and three on the team's face. Number two is 2020 Alabama. Mac Jones is even better than Joe Burrow. I guess he doesn't have a scramble ability, but that doesn't really matter when you can make a long pass when it's 66. A good sack number of 16 on defense. Granted, it's only a minus two, but at that point, honestly, when I tell you the rest of this, you're going to think it's absurd. They can run the ball absurdly well as well if they want to. They can get, uh, what's his name? Uh, Why is it escaping me? The guy on Pittsburgh, Harris, he can do whatever he wants. He's an absolute beast. Also, you have the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, and you got Jalen Waddle, who get absurd yardage. Any short pass, you're basically, if you get any decent number, you're getting at least seven yards. 86% of the time, you're going to get seven yards, basically. You know how, like, stupid good that is? Same thing for LSU. There is no reason, well, there is, I guess, a reason to run the ball, because the person's going to be playing zone... Whatever the, why is this escaping me? The cover three blitz or whatever, they're going to be running the whole game. And you're just going to, at worst, when they're playing the long pass and the short pass. I might have the card name wrong. I don't know why it's a zone cover blitz or whatever. When they're running that play and there's no defense against the run, you're going to be able to run the ball at will. But you might not even need to because... You can just throw it 86% of the time. Let's even give it a minus 8. 
78% of the time, you can get seven yards. Let's even throw in a tw- like a 10 to 20 sack. 78, 68, 58. Worst comes to worst now, 58. Okay. Maybe that math is wrong. So we got 78, 68, 58. Yeah, let's say the sack's 20. Even 58% of the time, you can get seven yards. More than half at worst case scenario. That's crazy. That's crazy good. And that's against a fantasy defense. I don't know if that defense even exists in the game with a minus 8 and a 20 sack. This Alabama team is crazy. And they crap on every other team here. They have a minus 3 run defense as well. So if they're going against Nebraska, 95 Nebraska, 56 Oklahoma, or even Texas, they can shut down your run just enough, make you pass, and then can make you pay. No matter who you're facing. Now if you're facing LSU and Joe Burrow. You're going to be in a shootout game. And it's just Godspeed to whoever wins. It's honestly just Godspeed. It's just Alabama has slightly better analytics. That make it stronger. The only weakness Bama has. Compared to that 2019 LSU team. Is Mac Jones can't scramble. Which I've already told you. If my house rules is less of a factor. Let's get to number one. Because this has been way too long. 1945 Army. 1945 Army runs it at 7.6 yards a run. Has better explosive plays than uh, Iowa pre-flight. Has pretty solid quarterback play, except in one aspect. And max defense with one of their other weaknesses, they only have a 10 sack rating. But they're minus four rush, minus eight pass defense. Oh my goodness. They have two weaknesses, which I've already said one of them. Their sack is only a 10. But, and this is a big but, their biggest weakness by far is that their quarterback has a terrible interception number. He throws it at like... If you start their real quarterback, which is uh, Walter House or whatever, or you start Glenn Davis, they don't have good interception numbers. They can throw interceptions if you pass and you're not careful. Like early 90s, terrible. So you need to be absurdly careful throwing the ball with them at times, but it's honestly just safer to take your chance with a short pass than risk it on a long pass at times with them if you have to throw it, but I don't think you really do need to throw it. Field goal kicking can be a problem, but it's not a big enough problem where it's going to derail any plans because you're probably going for fourth anyway because it's going to be fourth and one at worst. This Army team destroys 2019 LSU. They destroy 2020 Alabama at times. Alabama has yet to even beat them, although they've come close in solo mode. Granted, 45 Army 2020 Alabama and 2019 LSU, I've never actually played a human versus them, like human versus human. I've only ever done chart versus chart. So maybe that could be different. And I'm willing to concede if a human played Alabama, maybe they could beat 45 Army. It'd definitely be an interesting game. 
but this Army team runs more efficiently than any other team in the game. They can pass just as consistently as any other team in the game, minus their interceptions. They can get sacks when they... They can annoy you enough to get a sack. They shut down your run entirely. Again, you can pass on them a little bit, but it's going to be tough to pass on them unless you're playing as if unless you're playing as 2020 Alabama or 2019 LSU or maybe even 2018 Oklahoma. You're probably not going to be able to pass super efficiently on them. You're not going to crush them with your pass game. You're going to have to think a little bit. And then once you start thinking against 1945 Army, they just run a fullback run with Doc Blanchard and get 15 yards. Then Glenn Davis gets 19 yards on the outside. It's just a stupid team. I'm so happy I ordered them. They make me so happy. It's my favorite. It, it's my favorite good team at times because of how much fun they are. In my opinion, though, they are the best team in the game because of how efficient they are at running the ball, how strong their defense is, and how good their quarterback play can be. Anyways, this is my top 10. Just to do a quick recap. Number one's 1945 Army. Number two's 2020 Bama. Three, 2019 LSU. Number four, 1995 Nebraska. Number five, 1956 Oklahoma. Number six, 2005 Texas. Number seven, 2018 Clemson. Number 8, 1924 Notre Dame. Number 9, 2014 Ohio State. Number 10, 1943 Iowa Preflight. And number 11, 2013 Florida. Basically, if you take anything from this episode, it's that 1945 Army, 2020 Alabama, and 2019 LSU should definitely be banned when you play human versus human unless someone's willing to play as the other top three team or else it's not going to be a fun game. A couple last-minute notable things is 97 Michigan doesn't translate well to this game, although they're an all-time good historic team. Owen Miami doesn't translate well to this game, although they're really good. 2021 Georgia, I don't have enough data on yet. I don't think they're good enough to be top 10 at the moment, but their defense is so solid, and maybe I'll find little things to their play style that work well, but I wouldn't put them above Iowa pre-flight at the moment, which is kind of my bar. Um, any other his good historical teams I'm leaving off here uh, that are considered all-time great teams? I can't think of any. I mean, some of these other Bama teams are solid, but they just don't stack up to the top 10. 2009 Alabama could make a case because of how great their defense is, but offensively I think that although I love Greg McElroy as a commentator, I don't think as a quarterback in the game he translates incredibly well. Yeah, that's about it. Everyone, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry how long this went. Anyways, God bless. Praise Christ. Thank <laughs> you.